we are again with another free basketball Grizz game recap starring so far Ryan Meadows, that is me, and Mr. One Daniel, Danny, Dad Wayne, Greer, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing fine. You had, we obviously missed uh, the two previous games. I was actually out of town. Whoa. And did not get to see really either of them. I mean, I tuned in a little bit to the Grizz Thunder game in the third quarter. But the Grizzlies just started to open it up. And I was like, ah, I might as well not watch this. And I didn't watch a second of the Raptors game. So you probably could have done an episode or two solo by yourself if you wanted to. But I don't think after the way this restart has gone for the Grizzlies, you really felt like doing a solo pod talking about the Grizzlies, did you? No, I was actually going to go to bed early tonight, um, but here I am. Well, I actually watched <laughs> this game, so I forced you to actually stay up with me <laughs> and right. talk about this a little bit. Um, now, you watched the previous two games. Obviously, against the Thunder, Steven Adams sat, and they just ran off on him. Was there anything that stuck out about that game to you? Yeah, honestly, not really. It really... The last few games have kind of been the same thing to where the effort was there. Uh, the Grizzlies went down early. I want to say they went down 13, maybe more than that. Um, I cannot, cannot remember exactly what they went down with early, but they fought back and then ended up winning uh, big. So um, that was a good win for them, and I guess it was good momentum going into the next game thinking that maybe the Raptors would actually not play their starters. Um, they were in full force and they looked really good. They shot the ball well and the Grizzlies never were, went away. And I give all credit to all the guys because the effort the last few games has been there. Um, when we had our full, uh, I guess, mix of players, the first three games, literally, they, they gave no effort, it seemed like. Uh, I don't know if they were just you know running in mud or they just – did not really just get the urgency. Um, these last three games, I felt like they gave the urgency and they played well. They're just against it, man. They're they're they don't have they don't have enough people, enough talented NBA players to win. But uh, the Raptors played their full team. Um, the moral of the story: we haven't caught a break on anybody resting their starters yet, except for Stephen Adams, and that game we won. So. Uh, there's no excuses. Our players are hurt. Even if we do get the eight seed, are we beating the Blazers in two games? I don't know. Are we beating the fun Suns in two games? Um, or sorry, if we're in the nine seed, I don't know if that even happens. So um, I think the effort is positive, and I'm down with that, especially after tonight's game. Uh, the effort was there again. John Morant played 42 minutes, played his butt off. And uh, tip of the cap to him. He's played well um, and played a lot of minutes. So what did you see tonight? What I really liked about tonight was not a lot. Um, (laughs) I mean, the game for both teams started absolutely miserable, right? The Grizzlies could not catch a bucket. The Celtics, even though they kind of ran off in the second half a little bit, and in that fourth quarter they just had an incredible just shot-making quarter from three. Yeah. To start, it was ugly. I mean, after the first quarter, it's 24-17. And then the Celtics kind of get in a groove a little bit. Nobody's making anything. 
Jaw was passive at first and just passing up open shots. And then the second half, just disaster. Celtics start hitting open threes. We're basically dead till about the five-minute mark in the second quarter. And then we finally get out and run a little bit. Start getting some fast break stuff. So we look uh, okay. We look like we're going to play a little bit. The weirdest thing about the end of the first half to me was when that final second, when they called that three-point foul on Dylan Brooks. (laughs) I'm still not sure why Tyler Jenkins... Taylor Jenkins did not challenge that. I don't know. Because that's a pretty big swing in the game, right? It's huge. It's because, obviously three points, but it's it's a momentum swing. Well, if you're talking about big swings there, the Grizz ran off on the Celtics in the third quarter. Correct. I mean, they beat them by six points. They won the quarter 33-27. to 27. Imagine if it was three less points from the end of the half, right? Right. It's a closer game heading the fourth. Maybe something changes. Maybe the Celtics get a little tight instead right. of just getting comfortable and in the rhythm and just knocking down three. So I thought that was kind of weird that Jenkins let that go. Yeah. But obviously the problem with the Grizzlies, the whole rest- bubble restart has been the three-point line, right? Yeah. They start one for 13 from three in the first half. I think that was good for like 7%. Yeah. Now, Tatum was also on an incredible shot-making night. Like, you want to see someone that's on a different tier of player? That is, you watch what he did tonight, the efficiency. He didn't even play a whole lot. No. It's just the efficiency. a lot of minutes. See, that's the kind of misnomer. I'll talk about that a little more. You have to remind me at the end of the game. But second half, like I said, we ran off. Celtics start cold. We ran off, started to get some sick alley-oops in. You yeah. know, Brandon Clark getting involved, Jaw getting involved. Jaw made a sick cross-court corner pass to Grayson for three. Mm, yeah. Still down by 10 at the end of the third. Imagine if it was seven. Maybe right. that looks different. And then the Grizz in the fourth, poised to make a run. It seemed like they were right there. Then Brandon Clark gets a flagrant foul. And then after that, couldn't capitalize he got that flagrant got the two points had a chance to get two more and the ball back (laughs) could not get it that would have been a huge swing and then the celtics on those next three positions i hit i think hit three straight threes yeah and the air just went out of the gym for the grizzlies and that just ended the way it is the celtics final score is 122 to 107 um but i mean for you i mean jaw did have an awesome game like he did. Right. His numbers, 26 points on 7 of 13 for shooting, 11 for 15 from free throw, 13 assists, 4 rebounds, only 3 turnovers. I mean, yep. those are all-star caliber point guard numbers. And it's something that I don't get why it's the Celtics. He decides to have that kind of game. <laughs> I mean... I feel like the Celtics are a pretty good defensive team, and he was just shredding them when he wanted to in the second half. Eh, I don't know Why? about shredding them. He, he still, played well. Still, he played well, but he wasn't shredding them. Come on. He wasn't shredding them. Okay, bad word. But he got to where yeah. he wanted to. When he did. It seemed like he could get to where he wanted to whenever. Yeah. And the Celtics are a good defensive team. So my problem is, why couldn't he do that <laughs> against doo-doo teams <laughs> like the Pelicans? You yeah. know, I agree. 
<laughs> like the Spurs. Uh, well, like I, I, he did I against think... the Blazers. Why couldn't he just dice those teams up? Well, that's the thing I've always been so frustrated about it is we get this job when we need him, right? And he's obviously – we need him to come up big, and he's trying. He's trying to will us to actually play well. But realistically, it's – I don't know if – no one say too little, too late, but the, the simple thing is if we do that early on in this first few games, if he plays like that, we easily beat the Pelicans because they looked horrible, and we did too. But right. we had no urgency. Um, I think we can pull that first one out against Portland. Um, and so that's just two games. Um, but I just – in the Spurs game, obviously that was just uh, – you know, it's the Spurs. I don't think you can – you know, I think you can play well against them, but the Spurs are going to spur. Like, they're just going to – they're going to be in the, the game with you, I think, it, in any game. Just because of Coach Pop, he, he, the guys are trained well, coached well. Uh, to stay in games and not doing things stupid, so I don't want everyone to you know say that. But against Portland and um, and the Pelicans, easily I think they can win that game. And I think that um, it's a little too late, and it sucks because he's starting to play a little bit better, and you can see it on his face that he cares, and you can also see it on his face that he's tired because right. man, that's a lot of minutes. I wouldn't say it's this late in the season, but I'm saying it's the seventh of the eighth game in 14 days, I think it is. Yeah. That's a lot. And so I know he's going to be feeling it. I know we need that game against Milwaukee coming up, but um, he's playing well. And like I said earlier, major props to him because he could easily just kind of phone it in and just say, I'm just trying to get everybody open. I'm trying to create my own shot. I'm trying to do everything. But he's literally carrying this team by trying to get through and get into the bucket, quick, you know, layup, floater, or a kick out to an open three. And he had some really good passes, like you said earlier, to Grayson Allen. So um, I don't know if there's anything else he could do besides maybe get hot from the three-point line, but that that's that's just getting hot. That's not actually doing anything to to get there. So Right. Um, yeah, just major an props unfortunate, to him, Just an unfortunate situation, right? Yes. Like this, everything that could have gone wrong have, has, has gone wrong for the Grizzlies. Exactly. And yep. I mean, other bright spots: JV fourteen and ten, consistently yeah. fourteen and ten. Dylan Brooks fourteen points and five of fifteen shooting, zero for four from three. BC had fifteen and six. Grayson Allen with another double digit game, twelve points. And old Frisky <laughs> Gorgie, old Gorgie yep. Dang, with a little ten pointer, eight for nine from free throws. So besides that, he was one for three for the game. <laughs> <laughs> Get them fouls, he, big dog. <laughs> hey, he played well. He was plus seven in his 23 minutes. Um, and I Dude, was going to say the same thing about John I, Morant. He was only he's only negative eight, and he played like 42 minutes. So right. being only eight out of 42, and what did you lose by 15? So right. it wasn't. I wouldn't say it's his fault. So yeah, oh Gorky, dang! I don't. He just looks like he's lost all athletic ability. It's so weird. Dude, ha- dude does not move with any kind of speed at all anymore. <laughs> um, now, talking about the minutes thing, I did want to mention this for a second because it seemed like everybody was upset that the Celtics were playing their starters. And why are you playing your starters? You don't need this for seeding, blah, 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 blah. <sighs> Let me teach some fans here. Before you say anything on Twitter, I know Twitter is a great avenue to just have knee-jerk reactions without any facts. That's basically what Twitter is, right? Right. 
Ja Morant played 42 minutes. Yep. The Boston Celtics, only one player played more than 30 minutes in that game, and it was Gordon Haywood, and he played 31 minutes. Jason Tatum had 29 points in 28 minutes. Kemba played 28 minutes. Jalen Brown played 28 minutes. The starters played 28 minutes. Come on. Like, you're going to complain about them not or them playing starters a lot? They didn't even play a lot, okay? <laughs> they play less than what Giannis does, and it doesn't seem like Giannis plays a lot at all. He only plays like 32, 33 minutes a game. So yeah. this whole notion that the Grizz, it got unfair because the Grizzlies had to play against Boston starters. No, the Boston starters just absolutely eviscerated the Grizzlies. And it was mostly Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, Kimba Walker. So, I mean, you can be upset about it if you want, but when you're giving up a plus 23 to Brad Wanamaker in 18 minutes of play, come on. Like, I, I cannot feel bad for you when you're trying to be upset about the starters playing a lot. Like, Brad Wanamaker is a ninth man. <laughs> and he destroyed you. Marcus Smart, uh, a plus 23. I don't know about destroyed you. He plus 23 they, in 18 minutes? Who was he playing with, though? Do you, did he come in the game and he was the fifth guy and playing with Tatum? And he played exclusively Smart. with Marcus Smart. They have the same uh, plus minus. And right, half with Cantor. Cantor had 12, plus 12. What he had I'm 11 saying. points and 8 rebounds. So I say you're. I, I see you saying that the Grizzlies had. Uh, obviously, they had um, Ja play 42 minutes, and then Dylan Brooks, who is a walking negative, played 33 <laughs> minutes. Right. That's the only two people they had over 30. And if you look at the rest of these guys, they were you know Grayson and Brandon Clark play a lot. Those two bench guys. If you look at uh, the starting lineup, 28 minutes, 28 minutes, 32 minutes, 29 minutes. Practically all 30 minutes, all four of the five starters for Boston played 30 minutes. I'm not saying that I disagree because I know they needed that win. One, I think that's sad that this Boston team, who I don't think is that great because they're all the same players, besides Jason Tatum, I think it's an okay team. Um, I, I think they're good because they're in the East. But it's kind of sad they um, had to play their guys this many minutes to beat a um, shorthanded Grizz team. Uh, but I know they wanted to get a better pick out of it by putting the, um, I guess, putting the Grizzlies further down. But realistically, what's the difference in the 14th, 15th, 16th pick in this in this lottery? It's they're all pretty garbage at this point. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. it's a valuable trade piece. I think if it's around 10. I think the Celtics won around 10 or 12 because it's a trade chip. So I, I think they'd be much happier with 12 to 13 instead of 17 or 16. Yeah. It might have been, what, 18 since the Grizzlies had a better record than the Magic and them, didn't they? I can't remember. Um, I don't. Maybe not. Yeah. 34. Yeah, they had a better record than Magic, so it would have been 17. Yeah. So It's still going to be high because – you know they might fall below uh, Phoenix, maybe, but that's it. That's the only part. Whatever. Anyway, now, we're talking about sure. a few spots, but I get it. It'd be in the lottery, whatever. You know that's fine. Now, here, now here's but, my another question on top of minutes here. When it was, I mean, when you're down 15 with seven or eight minutes left, 
you know Thursday is it, right? It's the gauntlet. Yeah. Vice versa for Taylor Jenkins. Why are you playing Jaw? What was yeah. the point? Why would you run yeah. him 42 minutes when you know the game is gone? You know, you got to know. Now, I don't know right. if he was captured by the run in the third and thought, okay, maybe we can keep this going into the fourth. But as soon as it started the way it did and started to go downhill, you got to pull him, right? Because you have to win Thursday. You cannot, yeah. because you just played 40, like you gave Job 42 minutes in a game where right. in the last seven or eight minutes, I would say, didn't matter. Like it was decided. The air went out of the building. It was done. Like you've got to preserve him for Thursday night, right? I don't. I don't know what the difference is because I felt like they were still okay in the game at maybe until at the seven minute mark. I think they're still within striking distance if maybe Boston takes some players out. And then once I saw Tatum Tatum come in, maybe that's when I would have taken Jaw off the next couple possessions after that. And I think he took him out soon after that. Um, how how long did he? I think he uh, took him out with almost five minutes to go in the game, four to five. Um, so yeah, but so it's not that big of a difference. But when they put Tatum back in, I was just like, "All right, Boston, what are you doing?" <laughs> like I was at this point, I'm thinking, "All right, so either Tatum's going to get hurt, or you're going to draft somebody who's the biggest bust in the world." Like Karma's coming back. Why are you Why are you bringing in this guy <laughs> when you're already up ten, twelve points against a you know shorthanded Grizzlies team who you played well against all night? I don't know. That was stupid to me personally, but. Um, I don't. I don't think you can go against that because if it's me, I'm going. You know, I'm going down guns a blazing. Okay. And I think as a coach, even with the playoff stakes it. that you know are coming Thursday. Yes, hundred okay. percent. Because you, because ha- he's still young. He's 21, right? We're not talking about the whole team. Everybody's dead. We're gonna get this guy and see. You know, and you talk to him. Hey, do you feel good? Do you feel good? Okay, cool. Let's go. There's no, I don't think there's a difference between 38 and 42 minutes, personally. Okay. At that point, once you're there, you're, you're already going to be tired at some point. At the level you're, I don't think there's a higher level once you get to a certain point. I think you're just going to be tired. Um, and so, no, I, I don't see that being a big issue at all. And I think that he went down with his guys. Uh, showing that he was fighting, and I think you'll see that again. Uh, he could put up another forty-minute night Thursday. Hopefully, he doesn't have to do that. I but yeah, I would expect we'll I would expect him to play forty minutes, forty plus minutes. Yeah, uh, because yeah. let's let's kind of move unless oh you want to say something else about this game today. <laughs> no, although I don't want to say that. Much. It was kind of depressing <laughs> that the one game uh, or one of the two games I didn't watch, they won. So like okay, I'm a jinx. I'm not gonna watch the next one. Now they lost. So like okay, it's not, it's not me. <laughs> now it also does because you know for the past couple of years I've kind of had like a secret rooting interest in Devin Booker. So maybe I'm just a jinx because the Suns are seven and zero. God, do they catch every break? It's crazy right now how how many teams they're playing that are not at full strength. It's crazy to see So it. let's talk about this for a second, because obviously the Grizzlies play the Milwaukee Bucks in their final oh. game, who, as we are the most up-to-date podcast information that there is, who might be yep. without Giannis because of suspension 
for a Woo. headbutt on Mo Wagner. In the face. In the face. Do you think the Bucks, if Giannis is suspended, do you think the Bucks are tanking that game on purpose? Yes. They're definitely not playing their starters. Uh, we know suspended Adekumpo will not be playing <laughs> because he's probably going to get suspended at least one game, I'd imagine. And they want it out of the way that, before the playoffs. You do not want, as the NBA, your number one player, your potential going to be MVP back-to-back years, being suspended the first game of the playoffs. So I think you went ahead and say, you know, one game and just get it done with. And that way you show that you, hey, you can't do that, and you, you know, discipline him. If – go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say, I I, I just – I don't think whether that headbutt was, there, you know, intentional or not, whatever – Happened. Oh, it was intentional. I don't think. Oh, we know it was intentional. It, no, that was intentional. It wasn't intentional for him to get suspended oh. and miss the next game. <laughs> there are some rumors out there, conspiracy theory, theory squash. That's that. That no way that that would happen. <laughs> that would be weird. It's crazy. It wouldn't make sense, really. But unless no, he just wanted no an extra day off from his tooth surgery or whatever. Um, <laughs> if Giannis is not suspended, do you think that the Bucks will go hard? The reason I say that is because they are, well, after this game against the Wizards, they're probably going to be three and four. Obviously less than ideal, right? Do you think the Bucks care if they tank the game going into the playoffs not really playing well? I mean, their last, you know, five games, not counting tonight, one and four? I mean, are they going to be okay with being, you know, three and five heading into the playoffs or do you think they'll want to be four and four start feeling good about going into the playoffs against the magic or do you think they don't care because they know they're going to stomp the magic i almost thought about giving you the silent treatment with that question (laughs) because of how stupid it is and i know you're just asking the question so i'm going to entertain you absolutely zero point zero chance that they play their starters and care if they go four and four or whatever record they need to get to because the first round is practically a buy round you're playing the orlando magic they look terrible so i don't see why it would matter really i think you take this game off and you play the first couple games really hard against orlando let them know that they suck and then you coasted the last two games, get an easy sweep, and get ready for your next matchup, whoever that might be. Yeah, that, that I think that's true, too. Just an easy rev up against the Magic. I mean, the Magic started frisky 2-0, and and they've lost their last five. <laughs> so yeah, uh, They look bad. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to turn around for them. You know, the law of ad- averages kind of say that it might flip here against the Bucks because you just can't lose 10 in a row. Like, it's just not going to happen. Well, I guess it could happen, but... It's it's pretty <laughs> rare for that to happen. So, also uh, yeah. quick note: one of my predictions about the uh, Nets going zero and eight. I should have said the Wizards because the Nets are freaking five and two. So what do I know? God. They're frisky. <laughs> uh, now let's talk about the bottom here because since we last were on the podcast, a lot of movement. Like we said, the Phoenix mm. Suns are seven and zero. Like you said, caught a lot of breaks with teams resting players. So what yep. we have now, the Blazers just defeated the Mavs tonight in 
an unbelievably entertaining game. Way too many foul calls. That's what happens when the league's trying to keep a team afloat. You just get foul call after foul call. And that's what happened right. tonight for both sides. It felt like the final five minutes of that fourth quarter went two hours. But yes. that has moved the Blazers ahead of the Grizzlies and propelled them into the eighth seed. So what you're looking at right now is the Portland Trail Blazers are your eighth seed. The Grizzlies and the Suns are tied for the ninth and tenth seed. And the Spurs are just behind them in the 11th seed by one thousand one one hundredth of a point. Um, <laughs> so what we have set up here on Thursday night is a pretty interesting scenario. <laughs> Final games, the Spurs play the Utah Jazz, who I yep. thought maybe the Jazz don't really have much to play for. Because they were in the five seed and set to be matched up against the Houston Rockets, but the Thunder have propelled them. I think the Jazz want to stay in sixth. I think they want to face the Denver Nuggets in the first round. So, reason to believe for me is that the Jazz will throw the game. Yeah, they're not trying to win. They don't want to play Houston. I don't think they want to play Houston either because Houston has bounced them like the past two of like three three of the past two four seasons. years or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. I think they want the matchup with the Nuggets who are still getting people back and still have some of their starters out and unhealthy. You want to catch them in the first round. So I think the Spurs are going to win. That makes yeah. it interesting <laughs> Because the Suns also play the Dallas Mavericks, who with the loss tonight are set in the seventh seed. Yeah, they can't move. They cannot move. So I do not expect them to be playing anybody on Thursday, especially not Luka or Perzingis. So it reasons to believe that the Suns are going to win too, unless they just have an epic (laughs) collapse. The Blazers play the Nets, who the Nets, I told you, have been frisky at 5-2. and two. Dame's just coming off back-to-back 50-plus point nights. Is there any potential for a letdown here from the Blazers against the Nets? God, I hope so. <laughs> I, so, the, so the Grizzlies and the Blazers, I'm sorry, Grizzlies and the Suns both play at 3 o'clock Central Time. Um, on uh, Thursday. So those games will be kind of handled at that point. So if the Grizzlies, you know, whatever they do in the Suns, one of them will probably still be in that same spot as well as the Spurs. So somebody will be potentially able to jump over uh, Portland. So I don't see all three teams losing. So Portland has something to play for that night. So I know they'll be up for that game. But how awesome would it be for the Grizzlies, Suns, Spurs to all win. And then we'll watch the Blazers lose to Karis LeVert hitting a backup, step back, <laughs> three-pointer as the clock expires. And watch everybody wave by the day. <laughs> that, would, that would make me happy. And I want I... to see Patrick Beverly run the court. And just talk mad trash to his face as he's walking off the court. 
Can you imagine? <laughs> the Blazers did all this work to get the eight seed, and then the last night fall apart against the Nets, and both the Grizzlies and Suns jump them, <laughs> and they're half game behind. That would be <laughs> they're amazing. They're the 10th spot. I believe that's how this works out. That would have, that, if they lose, yep, that's correct. They would be a half game behind the Grizzlies and the Suns. If the Spurs win, I believe the Suns and Grizzlies have the tiebreaker. Correct. I believe. Yes, that's correct. There is a world <laughs> where the Blazers do this, and the Grizzlies and Suns jump the Blazers, and the Blazers are completely out on Thursday night <sighs> at midnight. That would be amazing. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Midnight Thursday. <laughs> this could be either the most exciting pod we've ever done on Thursday night or the most depressing because that same thought it also goes to where the Grizzlies could completely fall out of it and not even get the play in. Correct. So, <laughs> we are set up now to have an absolutely incredible Thursday night of basketball, right? Yes. Wednesday? Probably. Wednesday will be the worst. I just looked at the schedule. Nobody is going to play. So, no. thankfully, we don't end on Wednesday night. If we ended on Wednesday night on those games, I, I think I might just be kind of sad for the league in general because it's, <laughs> it's like terrible real games that are worse than scrimmage games because nobody's playing. So I'm glad we end on these type of games, um, and obviously the NBA always gets it right. Well, we also, uh, it's just kind of like us getting that incredible Mavs-Blazers game tonight, and then it's followed up with two trash cans, right? the Kings and the Pelicans. Yeah. So thank God, like you said, <laughs> the, the Portland Trail Blazers will be going into that game knowing what they have to do. Right. Like, they are going to know what is needed to be done to stay in that eight seed. I just... To have those Bucks and Grizz, Mavs and Suns at the same time, and then immediately follows with Spurs and Jazz, then immediately follows with Blazers and Nets, I mean, I can't ask for anything else. I'm well, so the, happy. The only bad thing about the uh, Spurs and the Jazz uh, would be... If, because uh, I don't know how the timing would work if they would know that the games were over. I'd imagine that the Grizzlies and the Suns, they're, both of their games would be over. If they both win, the Suns would be eliminated uh, completely because they could not jump over both of them. So the Suns would know, I'm sorry, not the Suns, the Spurs, sorry. The Spurs play at 530 Central. They would know if they need to win. So that game could actually not matter that much between those two. Uh, we could right. see some people ju uh, kind of falling out of the starting lineup, uh, but they could want to end on a high note. So, But either way, that night game, the Blazers is going to be great. Blazers win and end. We want you to falter so the Grizzlies and Suns can jump you. I'd be Lord have, Lord have mercy. Yeah. Give me one good thing, 2020. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> Let me scratch something. Come on. <laughs> Do you want to say anything else before we go? It was nice to be back again. Uh, I actually went up to Kansas City Woo to see an old friend 
who has not been on the pod in like three weeks. Oh, you saw that guy? Went and saw Mr. Cody Holsley. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he's still alive, so he will be back on the pod at some point. But yeah, we, we don't hold your breath, guys. We uh we went up there for the for the week and had a good time up there and didn't catch the games, but it's nice to be back again. It's going to be really exciting to watch the NBA from three o'clock on, right <laughs> on Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Um, what about you, Danny? Anything with the lead? Any uh, yeah. kind of news to drop or anything? I have something. Uh big that we are we have in the works currently uh i am not announcing it yet um it will come out probably not this week more than likely it'll be right around the first game of the playoffs or at least uh potentially sometime next week we have something that we are putting up together uh, a lot of designing that we're putting uh together to do a new video type uh, thing that I mean a couple other guys are doing uh, so we're we're in the works uh, I'm in the works doing a couple more articles kind of getting some stuff together so with that uh, please follow us uh, it's at uh, that the lead uh, just find out you know the lead sports media it's on you can google it um, on Twitter you can find me at Daniel Greer follow us at at Grizz underscore lead uh, but a lot of things coming uh, I'm hoping Thursday is a happy day. I don't need a sad day. <laughs> I, I, you know, we I, have had more than enough of depression from. Basketball I don't need the past more sadness. Weeks. Yes, yeah. no more sadness. Twenty twenty. Yeah, please. No more. <laughs> so give me what I want. Give me something exciting. Yeah, we just had the news of a uh, Biden's running mate pick. Yeah. Any thoughts? Who is it? Uh, Kamala Harris. Oh, so not Kanye West? No, not Kanye West. I think he's running independent. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's all the political uh, talk I can do. Yeah, I don't want to go any more on that. (laughs) I'm tapped out. Yeah, I I know very little about Kamala Harris, so I don't know very much. Yeah, all right. So that's yeah, all. I that's all I can to say. That. Yeah, I have nothing to say. I'm a basketball guy. Uh, we are at Free Basketball Three. I am at RD Meadows Eleven. Please uh, follow us. Ask us questions. We like to banter. Start yep. to get a little spicy with some people on Twitter. Ooh. I'm starting to get Henri Ryan is kind of back on Twitter now that I, I have like something it. to root for and I can I fight like against it. people. Like so uh, yeah, let's get weird on Twitter a little bit. And hope everyone enjoys the games on Thursday. Like we said, don't enjoy the games on Wednesday because they'll be pretty boring. I guess tonight yep. when this airs. But yep. um, what else, Dan? I feel like I'm forgetting something. Yeah, no, just uh, just uh, follow us on, on the podcast, whatever. Just make sure you download it. Set us up to uh, where you're going to catch it. Um, grab your grandma's phone. Just make sure it automatically downloads to her uh, podcast. She's not going to use. She's not going to use the data. So just just go ahead and help us out. Uh, but the main thing, literally, follow us on Twitter at Free Basketball Three. That's important. Um, I think we're going to get Ryan to get on Free Basketball 3 and start giving out some uh, spicy takes on there. Uh, See if I can uh, ruffle some feathers with uh, him (laughs) on Twitter. Um, But seriously, give us a shout. uh, Follow us. Share us. um, You know, honestly, retweet anything that you see uh, that comes out from Free Basketball. 
Thanks for tuning in, everyone. On to the playoffs, baby. Let's go. Please be happy. Please be in it. Oh, God. Oh, God.